Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Knights of Ren. It's Allie. And Maria. And today we are here to talk all about Star Wars Visions. Yay! Yay! So excited. I have been waiting for Visions. I am so happy. My son and I have thrown ourselves into anime. Shows like Attack on Titan and Dragon Ball Z and everything. And right now we're watching Seven Deadly Sins. And a lot of these stories have, you know, sparked a lot of interest in me. So when this was coming up, I was thrilled. It was absolutely amazing. And like everything I was hoping for and more, like I was like surprised by how much like it exceeded my, like I, I, I had high hopes for it, but like it exceeded my expectations on such a high level. And I was so grateful for that because if anyone's listened to this podcast lately, you know that while we've enjoyed a lot of the stuff we've gone through, there's also been a lot of criticism lately, too. They've been playing it safe, Star yeah. Wars has. And exactly. I had a feeling that this was going to be something that we got our weird, we, we got <laughs> some boundary pushing, we got some different forms of storytelling and different aspects of stories that we've been wanting including romance. Mm -hmm. And I love that anime anime as a whole in my, and through my perspective tells a very deep emotional story. And I think people lose that sight because they think of just action and Mm -hmm. that's what it's focused on. But (laughs) it it is, there's a lot of action in anime. That is a major component and I'm not going to disregard that, (laughs) but the the emotional depth is is equally important to telling the story and they address that at least in all of the forms of anime that i've seen mm-hmm. and including visions especially mm-hmm. in visions yeah and that's why i'm emotionally wrecked right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i definitely agree like i think on that level of star wars not taking as many risks lately it was a mix of that and the fact that it was able to weave in like familiar Star Wars elements but mm-hmm. not make that like the like what it, all it had to be like it was willing to take risks it was willing to have familiarity but still yes. take risks and be weird and be different and try new things and just because it's not canon it could be canon like there there's if you tweak like a few little teeny little things you you could make this canon because like it's just like how marvel gets weird like other things get weird you can have stuff get weird because like i think a lot of people oftentimes while like george set up some like framework and stuff i think they sometimes think it's two in a box where it has to follow a specific set of rules and set of principles to the point where they can't see it growing beyond that and that's why we've kind of been trapped in the cycle lately of ooh, we're gonna clone some stuff baby snokes and so like because we exactly feel- like we're seeing so much cloning we didn't so see cloning. that here except for the little little snippet in the twins yeah but we don't i mean i don't know like were the twins cloned because they weren't cloned they were like essentially created yeah exactly so they, exactly. i we can't call them clones i was like when i watched that episode I think half of my mind was like debating <laughs> the cloning aspect of this episode. See, that's just what Star Wars has trained us to do lately. They're like, this I'm has like, to be about cloning. No more clones. <laughs> I'm like throwing chairs across the room. No more clones. No more clones. Uh, yeah. so, so seeing 
the the lack of cloning that was great i also i like seeing it brought down to a really simple level of the story of jedi versus sith mm-hmm. and keeping it so simple and not convoluting it I, and that yeah and, and that's probably why so many people are so attracted to these episodes because they aren't convoluted with so many other stories and other characters. It's so simple. And you mm-hmm. see the pure side of the Jedi, and then you see the, the other side of the Sith and mm-hmm. where they're coming from and them fighting each other. And, and sometimes those lines blur like in the duel. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely like on that level where it's like it's simple yet it takes risks and I think that's like the big takeaway honestly like when I was talking about it it's like because when I tweeted about it after I watched it, I was like it's Star Wars that takes risks and it's bold and it's unique but at the same time it has like that simplification and familiarity on this level and the way mm-hmm. that it the way that it bounces that as you were saying where it, it it's able to take some of those like blurring the lines and different kind of steps into the story and like the perspective like literally having a droid become a Jedi like that's taking yes. a risk and something we haven't seen before but it still has all those familiar elements of oh my gosh the Jedi are in danger oh my gosh we have to like hide this and all like all those some of those familiar elements but we're still taking a very bold story choice and being unique so I definitely agree yes. and we brought it back to like the heart like exactly what are the Jedi the Jedi should be this caring person that wants to protect people mm-hmm. and and focusing on kindness i mean th- those were were actual words that were used in the anime <laughs> yes and, and the sith i mean sometimes those lines blurred at, we saw in a couple of the episodes mm-hmm. but for for the most part the sith are on <laughs> Yes. The, the bad side yeah. and, and focusing on on their their own selfish means and mm-hmm. that's what I liked about it it wasn't you know 25 other aspects to mm-hmm. either of those sides because then you got to the core and to the the initial theme of each story because of that mm-hmm. like it I think as much as Star Wars hasn't been taking risks lately in the same way it's also been trying to I don't want to say complexify because it is still very baseline, but it, it, it's been trying to throw in too many extra elements in a way. Like we, like I brought up before we started recording how I was re-listening to our episode about the Siege episode of um, The Mandalorian and how it, it's trying to like say, oh, this is simple. It's just this test tube thing. But to our knowledge, Star Wars lately is like, oh, here's the final order. That's a whole new thing. And then Maria and I spent like two hours trying to like understand what's the differences between the Empire, the final order, what's Palpatine doing, what did Snoke know, what did Snoke not know, like all of that kind of stuff we were trying to like figure out because Star Wars, it's like, like it, it's okay to have like complexities as you were saying, but like at the same time, sometimes you do need that more simple like know the direction you're trying to go like you said get to that end goal get to that end message and I I really appreciate how each of these episodes really kept that in mind throughout where you could have weird wacky stuff and then you said you still get back to the core in the end and I I, yes definitely (laughs) yeah because they kept it so simple and it it gave each story a complete story there is a complete story in each Which, Some of them were like, 
possible to be continued, but yes, yes. for the most part. Yes, and they, and they left it that way because yeah. they wanted our imagination to continue. Like mm-hmm. Lop and Ocho, you know, do we don't know if those two sisters were able to ever come together and make amends. Mm-hmm. But that's what they, they left it to you, the viewer, to decide that on your own. And I think that's what like also added to the uniqueness of this because you have so many different creatives coming in, bringing their own perspectives and own stories mm-hmm. um, where while a, a lot of them do carry those same kinds of familiar episodes, um, I mean, elements or and thematic stuff and like all that kinds of stuff, but it's still each of them were such a unique story with a unique vision by unique like creatives who wanted, like, as you were saying, like all of us have different perspectives about where we could either A, see these stories going or B, where they go in the moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I have to say that, that the village bride when I, so when I saw that, that just Blop and Ocho and the Village Bride are two that like strike me to my core. The Village Bride essentially like that, that's how I, I view the world. When I, I hike, I run, I'm out in nature every day. It's a major part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that episode, it, I, I felt seen, I felt understood it's how I see the world. It's like, it's, I'm getting emotional even talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's such a beautiful way to look at the world and to have somebody else create an entire beautiful episode in Star Wars and see the world the way I do and connect with it the way I do is very emotional for me because again, I feel that I'm understood and that mm-hmm. other people in a world that... <laughs> I don't feel very connected to that, that I don't see many people with the same perspective as me making something as beautiful to put out there for other people to experience that might see it that way, or might grow to see it that way is overwhelming for me. And I, I appreciate them. I love that they put their, their heart and soul into it. I can see it. And it just means a lot. I like a butterfly. just like flew by my window right now. <laughs> I said that. It's the, now I'm all like extra emotional. <laughs> yeah. And I think that was a big thing too, that people kept saying about these shorts, because there were moments where some people weren't as invested in some of the shorts. And I, I saw a lot of the comments, I replies. I saw those comments where people are like, there's something in like all the episodes or someone like some, yes. you'll find a sh- one of these and you'll like really connect to it on like that specific level compared to the rest probably, or mm-hmm. even just in each episode, you might find like one little element or one little nugget that yeah, you're like, oh exactly. wow. I, I know a lot of people. So I, I really want to speak about this because a lot of people are doing rankings on them. <laughs> and I please stop. It, it, I feel like it kind of diminishes the work that people have put into this. Mm-hmm. And, and also you're creating a faction among your friends that I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't want to do that because just like you said, there's, there's components to each of them that like, if you sat down and you really looked at it, I guarantee you could find something in it that you'd be like, wait, I have to hesitate and I can't put this last because I I could say, you know, one of the ones that I, I feel I don't like as much. I sat down and rewatched it and I was like, okay, I have to take that back. I I couldn't do a rankings. 
I honestly couldn't. All I, I could say is that I love the Village Bride and Lop and Ocho and Toby Wen a lot. And I think probably if, Village Bride the most. That's I it. think That's if we're doing this is whenever I do like that ranking kind of stuff, I only do it on the basis of what did I like the most compared to what did I not like as much. And I feel like a lot of people are trying to do uh like a content, like what one was better overall in like an episode way and I'm like I feel like you can't do that with this series exactly because of how unique each of them are yes. and how each of them add a unique perspective and unique yes. story so yes. you can't like judge yeah this like it's not like Mandalorian where it's one core story that goes across mm-hmm. like if I was yeah. to rank my Mandalorian episodes that's yes. different than ranking these because these are each unique in that yep. way so yep. I'm like if I ever rank these it's like okay yeah maybe I like these more and I don't like these as much but I can't rank them exactly. That's that all I can say is I like The Village Bride, I love Toby One and, and Lop and Ocho so much and probably The Village Bride the most because that that's like my heart and soul that they created and put into Star Wars. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's all I can say about the extents of where I am in it. Mm-hmm. Some of them hit differently in, in different ways. So Exactly, exactly. So we are going to do this episode kind of similar to how we cover Loki, where we're going to go through episode by episode, kind of give our, like, talk about the general topics and themes and everything with from each episode that we really want to focus on just so we're not here for three hours we still <laughs> wanted to keep this to one just because it makes a makes my schedule easier with editing and b it's just it, i think it's really good to like just pack all of this like love for the series in the one little good package mm-hmm. yes all right so the first one the duel what the were your duel. thoughts about the duel oh okay so starting off with this episode, the duel, fantastic idea because <laughs> the art style is just breathtaking. It's, it is superb. I love that it's black and white and, and we have shading mm-hmm. and then the only color is the lights. Mm-hmm. So the lightsaber or the actual lights of something. So we have red, blue, and green as our only color that mm-hmm. we see. And it is, it is, very striking visually and Mm -hmm. the music, all of it. I mean, it's just, it's a very (laughs) dynamic episode. What did you think, Allie? Yeah, I definitely, that's actually one of the first things I wrote down was like, I liked the style of this one in particular, how it did use that, like that black and white with pops of color. That's just, that's visually something that's that's just so different and also so nice to see too. It's like visually nice to see that kind of thing, especially in terms of having like, I guess for the, like the theme of the episode, since it's a duel, then you, like you were saying, you have like the lightsabers be the one things in the color. And I think that kind of reflects the actual like core of the episode as well, where yeah. it's like, these are the, the, the things that are like coming together. And it, it also puts emphasis on that twist. The lightsaber is red and that like it oh, emphasizes yeah. that yeah. If everything was in color that might not stand out as much as if it was just black and white and red. So, and then like you were saying, a lot of other strong elements to like the music choreography, like just the tension too from like the reveal on it it's so intense because you have these like two dedicated and perspective characters <laughs> where they're very like hard on their stance and because of they're not locked in by like jedi all ideology or anything mm-hmm. like that so it's like very to the point in a way it blurs the lines with it does the- because 
Ronan. Yeah. And, and also with that ending, with that ending of the episode, like it really emphasizes that, like, I I thought it was just so interesting how it like kind of puts that in question where it's like, yeah, the Sith have some selfish ideology and stuff and it's not the best intentions, but in a way, in a unique like time and setting and like this village setting, someone wouldn't necessarily like see that automatically. It's bad because he still saved their village. He like protected them and he's not like the Jedi they all thought he was, but he's still there to protect. And he seemingly has good intentions with them where he's like, I will help you all. So it kind of, like you're saying, it blurs those lines. Yeah, exactly. Where that's, I mean, obviously like, I view Ronan the way I view Ventress. So I, I actually really want to clarify this because if I ever bring up Ventress, I'm always talking about the redeemed Ventress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And at her own redemption, because she chose that on her own, which is mm-hmm. that part of the reason why I love Ventress. And I view Ronan very similar to that, that he was Sith and he's chosen his own path. And if that path, if, if he comes along his path and that is to help somebody or help a village or whatever, then that's upon him to do that because he still is attached to the force and things like that. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, like Ahsoka too, <laughs> in a way, because she's going off and doing her own thing and she's not a Jedi, uh-huh. but she has the blades of a Jedi. So like, to me, they're all the same. So Ahsoka, Ventress, and now Ronan. Yeah, because especially because I just like seeing how he defends a village. Like that's just mm-hmm. something I don't think Star Wars would typically do because they have they feel they need to paint their Sith characters in such a morally darker light. Where where like a lot of the um, redemptions we've seen lately have been like Callus and Tam and those people who aren't necessarily Force users. Mm-hmm. So it, it was nice to see. Yes, Ben. <laughs> that was short lived. He didn't live, so we want someone who redeemed themselves and then lived. <laughs> for a period and of continued whatever like blade that they had prior yeah. to yeah. yeah so yeah i i like that ronin is a former sith and he's chosen his path and that's to help other people and that doesn't being having been a sith doesn't affect what he's going to do and, and i think it's really interesting that after he kills her that he stands over her and prays Mm -hmm. that really touched me a lot I wonder if he was praying for her or for his actions or for both I wonder yeah I feel like it's some element of that some like 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 you're saying like the actions the consequence which is her in a way and I guess it's hard to explain because this I was gonna bring up High Republic but you haven't read the books yes (laughs) it's kind of similar okay non-spoiler kind of thing like in High Republic it's okay (laughs) I won't be mad Abby it's hard because you're not reading them for like three years I'm like I know so in High Republic there's a lot of with the Jedi, because these are pre-war Jedi, there's a lot of, they find it really hard to take the lives of others. Like, it's a lot mm-hmm. of that where they're like, oh my god, we don't want to take these lives that we have to because the Nile are killing everyone and everything. So it's there's a lot of that. And then it, it kind of goes back to that where it's like actions have consequences and even if he's not, doesn't have Jedi ideology necessarily, it still goes back to that emotional core where it's like those actions still had consequences. Like, you still took a life Mm-hmm. It was in to, pr- to protect. Like, yes. I think. Yes. Yes. There's like even points where he's like, 
just stand out like don't fight yeah. <laughs> so he clearly doesn't his only intention wasn't just like to kill so yes yeah yeah definitely. he did not want to fight her he wanted it to end all right any other thoughts about this episode i'm excited to read the novel oh yeah i haven't had done that to- yet I'm going to purchase the novel this weekend. I want to read that too, but I'm currently reading Out of the Shadows. So once I'm done with that, then I will read (laughs) it. Too many High Republic books coming at you. I know. I'm barely caught up and the next wave is already dropping. And I'm like, oh God. See, and then I can't read other books and see what I want to do is get all of them at one time and just sit and just hammer them out. You're going to be reading those forever. I don't care. I'll enjoy it though. Cause then I love, I love just jamming through a series like that. It's so good. I'm so like, I wish you'd been reading them because they're so good. No, I can't. No, I want them all together. I am, I am horrible about that. Yeah. It's just, there's so many discussions. I can't wait to have with you about it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Tattooing Rhapsody. So this was it's not like my most most favorite now because at the time I I because I watched like four the first day mm-hmm. one the next day and then the rest the, the third day at the time and I still feel like in many ways it, it's one of my favorites oh. and then I went on Twitter oh everyone people like- were ripping this episode apart and so then I was talking to Hope because Hope ranked this one like tied for number one I was like Hope oh my god everyone is tearing this apart I love seeing that you're putting this so high and Aww. she put it he put it so well in the exact way as to why it's one of my favorites because okay. Jay's story reflects a lot of uh, stories we've seen before with like mm-hmm. Kanan and Cal mm-hmm. and those kind of Jedi stories mm-hmm. and it ties in familiar elements while not making them over <laughs> like over the yes. top um, and and then. <laughs> It was just a fun, more like like it had an emotional core while having so much heart in the end, and then like that was the end. Like this was one of the the happier ending ones. Yeah, the shorts. I liked it. It was sweet, and this is perfect for kids. Exactly. This I'm is a such child. Such a good kid episode. So if anybody has problems with it. Remember, Star Wars is for kids. Children, yeah. And this is a perfect kid episode. So chill. <laughs> I am a child at heart and I always will be. So. Yes, and I, Allie, you know, this isn't one of my faves, like ultimate faves, because I said mine. Yeah, yeah. But I love that you love it. Yeah. And that makes me happy. Yay. This episode, it like, it made me happy heart and then I actually almost turned up at like several points <laughs> it's like, oh. like, the acting and emotion in this oh it's so good like going back to dealing with the, like trying to keep your like your group together your family together mm-hmm. it kind of it just touches on those elements again and that, that stuff always gets me where it's like it's a mix of found family mixed with that good angst you need some good angst but then like you said you get the fluff too you get the angst and then you get the fluff where it's like okay it's a happier ending (laughs) I was like getting worried I'm like because that's another thing with Star Wars lately where it's like we kind of do expect things to not go as happy as they probably could yeah I I wasn't sure I'm like maybe he's gonna get executed I wasn't sure for a second there yeah yeah I I was just so glad that I mean anime it really can go either way in anime everyone like be (laughs) they one of the awesome aspects of anime is that they love twists and turns and they Mm -hmm. will give you a twist and a turn when you're not expecting it so when you're expecting it to be sad (laughs) they'll give you the happy ending (laughs) and all of these I'd even argue 
Toby is still kind of and sad in a weird way. So the only ones I'd really see as like core happy endings would be Village Bride in this one. Because yeah. like the rest of them mm-hmm. still have like just so much weight in the end where it's like, ah. The Elder. I know, but it still like poses that threat yeah. where it's like, oh no. Yeah. I mean, it's not a happy ending. It's like a yeah, yeah. an equal ending. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd argue that like toby and that one are like the more like middle middle ground and yeah. then like village bride and this one are like the happier and then the rest yeah. of them just like, oof. <laughs> like oof. i guess there's some hope in the twins but like it's still like it's still pretty dire where it's like we're still separated in the end so kare makes such a good point to like go find his sister yeah exactly and i think that's i i'd say Akakiri. Akakiri. Okay. Akakira. Akakiri is like definitely the, the darkest, darkest ending out of all of them, I'd say. Like I'd say like probably the rest of them have hope. Like the nice Jedi, there's still hope. The um the Lava okay, that's still pretty dire too, but like there's still like that chance. It's like similar to the twins in that way, where it's like, yes. oh we'll, we'll still yes. try to fix things. Whereas like Akakiri just like ends. Well, so. you know, I so <laughs> I was thinking that we were actually going to get more of like the, oh, oh, <laughs> oh everything's bad. <laughs> See, that's Star- what Star we Wars has trained us to do. No, that's exactly. So so the fact that we got more happy, I was like, woohoo! <laughs> exactly. And I think that's just one reason I like this episode so much. Because like I was already loving it because of the emotional core. But then the fact that it just ended so happy just... It hit yes. me on a level because I was like, finally, Yay. after all of the depression lately, like, I need this. And I have to say, seeing <laughs> animated Boba Fett was adorable. And hmm. seeing him rock out and seeing Java's <laughs> Java. heels switch. Like, I was like, I hate you, Java, but this is still cute. <laughs> like, well, can we? And it was cute. Like, you were saying, it's cute. It's bright. Like, and it, I think that's just a reason, too. Like, it has those darker, and the visuals reflect that, where, like, when it does get dark, it goes to that, like, dark coloring, dim lighting, like, dull colored kind of thing. And then in those lighter moments, it have the bright popping colors. Just the pacing of it, too, where it does integrate the emotion so well with, mm-hmm. like, the fun. That Yeah. Yes, very. I, I just like I like this one. Okay, everyone, hate me it or whatever. Sweet. It was like. very sweet, and I I appreciated how Jay wanted to keep his family together and mm-hmm. and tried to and was successful at it. I'm glad that visions gave me some lightheartedness because mm-hmm. I'm still because the High Republic <clears throat> and Amphibia are about to emotionally break me at the same time. So I'm like, <laughs> I need some. I need some happiness in my life first. All right, let's move on to the twins. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do you feel about this episode? Well, visually, just my eyes loved the color. That's why I was surprised why the poster was so basic. Like they've been dropping posters for all the episodes on Twitter, yeah. and all of the posters so far were like so visual and like detailed. This one it was just like two star destroyers and some color, and I'm like a little specks of color, and I was like, this episode is so visual. Why is the poster so boring? I know this. I mean, there's so many amazing shots and the focus of this is color and i mm-hmm. i love that that's the main focus of the art in, in this episode it's just the color is where the story attaches to the animation 
And I, I love seeing that interpretation through that and the, the heart in Kare, cause we really have Luke and Leia interpreted to the dark side. Yes. And it's interesting to see that story twisted around. Of course, I, I like seeing it come from this side. And what happens is innately Kare has a good heart. It's just that can't be shaken out of that twin. And he will try and stop his sister, Am, from becoming further into the dark side than she has already gone. Even though she says that that's what she was born and created for. So she is essentially just going down that dark tunnel and he's trying to save her and will do anything. And seeing somebody that loves their sibling that much and would do anything for them is very heartwarming. Yeah. And I also liked how it went back to like Kaz's line of like, like it's the right thing to do. Like yes. it, it went more down that route where he emphasizes like, no, this isn't for a specific cause or a specific mm-hmm. political thing or anything like that. Like it's solely because I have like the good heart and I think this is what's best for the galaxy mm-hmm. and what's best for everything. And I, I just like that we had something like that. And, and like you were saying, like, I like how it was like a twist on like Luke and Leia and how kind of went back to also like that that idea of defining purpose where it's like breaking away from that purpose like we were created for this purpose and I want to like get away from that purpose dear god and like all I was thinking of was Ray I was like exactly yeah Ray Skywalker we don't how dare you say it how dare Palpatine Skywalker (laughs) she doesn't have to be either of those things he doesn't have to be that she does Kari doesn't have to be whatever exactly. to the empire. Exactly. Am doesn't have to be whatever to the empire. They can be their own persons of whatever choosing they want to be. And that's what Kari chose. And that's what he wants for Am, for her to choose it and for her to not be forced into it from birth. Oh, actually, so bringing up anime completely reminds me of how the Eldians view their life in Attack on Titan. They're brought up to sacrifice themselves, to view themselves as awful and that they have to somehow sacrifice their lives to atone for the sins of their, their ancestors. It reminds me so much of that, just that indoctrination. I, I like seeing it in, in this episode and in Attack on Titan so much. It's just a very similar theme. So just like I talked about criticism with the last episode, mm-hmm. too many people, too many people take you this way, way too seriously. They cannot so what's everyone flipping out on Star Wars. Because we're having a unconventional lightsaber fight in the middle of space with no space helmets when the droid is wearing a space helmet. Oh, no. I thought that was so funny. I I honestly, (laughs) so if anyone's getting mad about that, I honestly felt that the animators, because when I saw it, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And then there's like wind bellowing behind them. And and I was like, you know what? This is anime. Exactly. We have like... People doing super sane stuff. Guys, come on. It is anime. Yes. It's anime. It's anime. <laughs> Seriously. I agree. Go watch other anime and and then come and talk to me. Okay. And like, and like I from from my perspective, 
I've barely watched any anime, but I still accepted it because going back to what I started this whole conversation with, Star Wars can get weird. And I wanted to see Star Wars get yes. weird. And like just storytelling can get weird. It's fiction. Yeah, Am Am became basically it's general grievance and in space whipping lightsabers, you know, around and stuff. And I loved it. That was cool. I, I Republic thing. Okay, this is kind of a okay. You 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 want three? Oh, it's okay. So probably forget. Okay, so kind of a spoiler for the character Vernesta in High Republic. Skip like one okay. minute. Okay. Um. So Vernesta Rowe in the High Republic, she has a lightsaber, but mm-hmm. it actually it can transform into a light whip, like, and like something that she like tries to like hide. Cause it's like, it's unconventional and it's different. Yeah. And so there are like moments where like she reveals it because she has to in battle and the characters are like, Whoa, that's different. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I think it's like that where it's like, even in canon Star Wars, we're seeing unconventional different kinds of stuff, like even from like the Jedi. So I'm like, come on, Star Wars can be unconventional and different. Oh, oh it- really quick, just to relate back to the duel, everyone had a real issue. I did see this with the Sith and her umbrella. Oh my God. Okay, guys. Again, I, so, Again. <laughs> so here it's anime, but also do, do, you all that are criticizing this not realize that maybe the animators are kind of making fun of the people that have already brought up these criticisms before. Mm -hmm. And this is their kind of uh, passive way of making fun of those people by making it even more so (laughs) because we already had the criticism of the uh, inquisitors and their uh, umbrella lightsaber. Mm -hmm. So then we got it even more so in the duel. Okay. Yeah. And then we've had issues with, with winds in space and things like that from the last Jedi. And then here we have it all in, in this episode, I feel like it's kind of a, a passive way of saying you guys, this is fake and in space, mm-hmm. chill out. And if and, we want to do it, we're going to do it even more. So take a seat. And this isn't like the only place, like there's actually ways that's happening. And what if too, like it, it's, Star Wars is not the only one who's taking that approach where it's like, oh, you all have like speculated or been weird about all this stuff. Well, here's this yeah, exactly. slapped in your face. Yes. So. And I like it. Clap back at us, Star Wars. <laughs> and like I was saying, it just goes back to being weird and being unconventional. And yes. I just, I think that's fresh. Like going back to the it idea is. of getting something fresh, like take it for what it is. Cause like, it's, it's new. It's different. It's not like just your conventional typical lightsaber fight like it makes it more exciting and makes it different and it makes it unique like yes that's the last thing I want to say about unless you have something about a later episode I just I don't want to focus on the criticism because anymore because like just people just need to be more accepting of it like you said it's anime it's start it's faking in space like enjoy this enjoy it enjoy Enjoy it if you like let your guard down more with it it's like you don't have to watch it it's like how people say this all the time with silky with loki like if you don't ship it you don't have to watch it exactly if if it is that if (laughs) this is something that just grates on your nerves that much i suggest you stop watching star wars and find another franchise that meets those needs i don't know what it what that is because there is straightforward storytelling this isn't it because it's gonna get sillier i'm gonna tell you guys 
We're and having just- too many shows out and it's going to get weirder. It's going to get sillier. Mm-hmm. And if you have to be pretentious about it or condescending, and it has to fit some narrow stereotype for you, mm-hmm. then Star Wars isn't it for you. And that's what I was talking about earlier too, with like Star Wars feeling so like confined to a box and this was like a breakaway. It's in that way yeah. where it's like, you have plenty of other Star Wars content to enjoy that does fit more within like a set set of like what we expect kind of standards like not all star wars will be confined to that and i think that it's with that unless it's like obviously like a very realistic show like anything with fiction will have some element that will make you that'll be different that'll subvert your expectations question you fiction is supposed to make you question exactly how you feel and how you think let fiction subvert your ex- expectations. You don't always have to. It's it's just like how we speculate on our podcast. Like when we yeah. w- when every podcast speculates, we don't expect it to like go the way we thought. Like yeah. we had all these crazy theories about Babbage. Only like two of them happened <laughs> out of like all fifty. So like, yeah. there you go. Not everything you expect will happen, and so. that's okay. I don't that's hate okay. Bad Batch because it didn't do any of those things. <laughs> exactly. Those exactly. I am I am very appreciative of how Bad Batch ended, and I yeah, am glad that was one of the things. Yes. Yes. Exactly. exactly yes. So. Yes. Yes. Let's move on to your fave, the Village Bride. <gasps> oh, the Village Bride, just amazing. You want to talk a bit more about it? (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. So we have a ship that enters the planet. We don't know who is coming off the ship, but someone's waiting for the person exiting the ship. And then we get to meet all the characters. And it's very simple. This is a very simple story, which I like very much because we got a very clean and complete picture here. But also, it leaves things off at the end for us to speculate. Yes. Again, something I like. And Very... romance. Romance. Yes. yes. And defending romance. And nature is the, the major player in all of this. And because we're still on this high, Christopher Sean. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. Christopher Sean is in this. This second, I heard his voice because I didn't know which one he was in. It was too good. It just... <sighs> This is probably like my favorite piece of animation ever. That's saying a lot. Wow, that is saying a lot. Ever. Ever, period. Okay. Ever. (laughs) Ever. Ever. This this completely defines me and how I feel about Star Wars, how I connect to nature, how I feel. Like I wish people would connect to nature that way and see the world that way. And for them to put something out that shares that same perspective is very endearing for me. And mm-hmm. I, it's just, it's magical. It just, it shows the magic of the world around us and how we can be a part of nature, how the people from this planet focus on their connection to nature mm-hmm. and respect for the, their planet and how their planet connects back with them. It is a shared connection. It's not one-sided. That's what we see. We see when Asu and Harrow get to the top of the mountain and they are completing a ritual for their marriage and mm-hmm. they, they touch the mountain and they share a chance. We are the sky. We are the forest. We are the river. We are one. 
Imagine I Made You Rise. It, it shares all of the aspects of the elements and how they're attached to it. And then they get to see their memories of how the planet remembers them as kids. Yes. It's just so sweet. Yes. And F as an out, like not an outside, like as an observer and getting to observe like you were saying, like the ways, their values, their like practices, their customs, like their community and the, the coming together of their community and like how all of those elements come to play in her feelings of needing to def- defend and like stop this and like in- intervene. Like the fact that it's not just, I want to intervene because it's the right thing to do, but like I actually am not only doing that because I think it's the right thing to do, but I'm actually seeing all of these like elements of this community and like I thought that was like so cool how you get to see like the direct experience of the community and also how someone observes the community and that how that impacts them as well he wants her to understand that her master either I I think was from there and she has a flashback to when she loses her master Mm -hmm. and she sees how beautiful this, this balance, this symbiosis between Mm -hmm. people are the world and, and the planet that they live on. And it ignites something in her to defend Mm -hmm. them. And in a way, I, I kind of feel like the planet asked her to defend them Mm -hmm. through showing her the ways of these people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't just this man that brought her there. It was the actual planet through the force, through Magina that brought F there to protect Haro from being taken. That was emotional too, like uh, too the way that like going back to like trying to do what's best for your community and having to sacrifice and thinking it's like the only way you can Mm -hmm. go to help everyone. And, and then having people in the community who want to stand up for you and Mm -hmm. who want to like prevent that from happening. This is like this whole episode, man. Oh my God. So good. And so emotional. Yes. Everyone like, yeah. Sokka wants to, to protect her sister. Mr. Haro from being taken. Mm-hmm. Asu, the, hus- the husband doesn't want to lose his wife mm-hmm. on like forever. <laughs> but the way that Haro looks at it, she just, she's so calm and so collected about it. She's like, I'm never going to be alone. And the way she means it is that she means that the, the world around her will never let her be alone. Mm-hmm. And she also knows that the love of her husband also will always be with her, but she shouldn't have to give those things up, you know, to mm-hmm. protect her people. I, I love that F came to defend the people and also the planets. Exactly. Exactly. It, it was it, F came for so many reasons. And I know that it was also the planet that called her there and it just makes it even more beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just, I really appreciate that. And then the music on top of that, the way um, the composer, Kevin Pinkin included so much music from uh, different, from the culture, like uh, Koto and uh, oh, I'm not going to say these things, right? Shamisen and Shakahachi. And then of course the Western orchestra integrated into all of it. It was, uh-huh. it was very magical. I really, really appreciate this episode a lot. And like similar to the way that it 
it's unique in those different perspectives and elements and customs and like look and a look like you say like focusing more on nature and its relationship with people and stuff and like also just the the different like things we're not expecting to see in Star Wars like even the most subtle things like heels like yes heels <laughs> yes also it's just so unique in the way that it focuses on like this one like small community and and that's something I I honestly was hoping we'd see Lothal just a bit more in Rebels for that reason because like while we saw some of yes. the impact of Lothal yeah I feel like seeing even more of that could have been even more crazy yeah. like I, I I wish they had in Rebels because Ezra was so connected to the planet to exactly. those wolves <laughs> it, it, I really would have have like that and the and for me of connection with environment and everything mm-hmm. I, I do see that a lot in Ezra and that mm-hmm. that was something that was a major connecting force for me and rebels and and me falling even further in love with rebels was their focus on nature and then we see we do see that then that spark of that in in the Clone Wars I just love when Star Wars like does that where it's willing to have people like have different perspectives because like even going back I'm gonna keep doing this today because I'm so invested in the High Republic like even the High Republic it takes so much time explaining and like going diving into the different ways that the Jedi view the force like one of them views it as an ocean Ram views it as like something that can aid him in his passions with mechanics and like working with parts and building things and like it, it focuses on how all these different people they all have the for- force abilities, but they all interpret it and utilize it in different ways. I-, I just love when Star Wars takes the time to do that. So yeah. Yes. And that that was the the focus of this director, Hitoshi Haga. And and this is his perspective. And I, I watched the behind the scenes episode and was also crying just because <laughs> it's so sweet how he looks at the world and how he put his perspective of what he looks at Star Wars as and and the magic of the of nature as well in there and I really love his perspective because it's I share it and it's just very touching for me thank you so much Satoshi Haga (laughs) from the bottom of my heart it makes me so emotional and on top of that Ev has a yellow lightsaber and yellow is my favorite color and, and lightsabers, yes. I I was attacked when Ray <laughs> had a yellow lightsaber. I, I wish we had a little bit more focus on that and like her even, having there's her even a character too. in the high republic that were that had a yellow lightsaber that <laughs> we're not gonna get as much of like what is it with people with yellow lightsabers not getting much spotlight? Like give more spotlight. Well, hopefully, lightsaber. hopefully this might have some <laughs> further agencies you know hopefully we can get some more content from the village bride because we left it as she eliminates the raiders and takes off Mm -hmm. and she's trying to stay hidden from the empire but find her place it's very i i thought of canaan yeah and it's at the same time period oh my goodness she could catch up with canaan and hera see and that's another thing where 
people are like, oh, it's not canon. So you can't tie it in the canon. And I've seen so many discussions did. lately. Exactly. I just did. And that's what I brought up <laughs> at the beginning of, no, that's what I brought up at the beginning of the episode, how with like a few tweaks, you could literally probably have this like very, at least a good chunk of these stories like so well in the canon. And it could fit in right after a new dawn. <laughs> or and- it could just be F and we don't see Kanan and Hera at all. I mean, and, and, and that's just, fine too. I could, what I'm, I'm, open what I'm saying is just because it's just because it's non-canon doesn't mean it can intersect. It can't intersect with canon because we see Jabba and Boba in this, exactly. like these episodes, like it's not a completely separate entity from what's established. So now, yeah. now I would, I would die if somehow because this this would be during the obi-wan series as well right <laughs> god yeah, it's, this is a stretch it's a stretch yeah <laughs> somehow uh isn't obi-wan you're just so desperate for more content for this i love I am. it i love it i love it i'll toss them in anywhere i can <laughs> i think this story should continue yes. Yes. And I know a lot of people wanted this one too. And the ninth Jedi as well. And Lapanocho. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Speaking of let's move. I don't want to sound like the most basic person ever, but this was my favorite episode. <laughs> the ninth a lot of people love the ninth Jedi. I don't I, want to sound basic, but it was I, my I, I would say that's everyone's so. favorite and that's it's <laughs> not mine. So I, I like that I'm going against the grain here. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of other people like the Village Bride, so there we go. I mean, okay. There yeah. we go. Yeah. I love this episode for a lot of reasons. Um, mainly, I got another one of my favorite female stars. This <laughs> add into that list, you know? Gotta, yes. gotta keep having those favorite female Star Wars characters. Uh, yes. I love Kara. Yes, Kara's great. And I also, I just like the the stories, the story of this episode too. And I know I've seen like some people be like, oh, this is what the sequel trilogy should have been. I'm like, yeah, it could have been that way. But like, let's stop saying that's all it is and saying it's a redefinition of that story because it's not. It's still a unique story where it's like, it's still trying to rediscover the future of the force and the Jedi without having to be like canonized in that way where it's like, Oh, this has to be canon. It's new canon. This is better than canon. Or sorry. I know I wouldn't bring up the criticism again, but I just, it's like, God, <sighs> like as much as I hate Tross, I don't need to bring this up with, with Tross. Like it's, it's yes. one particular element of this episode I liked was the elements around lightsabers and mm-hmm. like connecting to a lightsaber and I actually talked to a friend after this they were like did you just like Kara because she ran on an ice lake and she had a weird connection <laughs> with the lightsaber and I'm like yeah because it reminded I told them it reminded Indeed. me of when she was training with Kanan and she's like the blade's getting lighter and Kanan's like you're connecting with it and I'm just like yes. I'm like no I did not just like Kara because she reminded me of Sabine like come on people but that's okay what's wrong with that it's, no it's one element of it but because yeah. well she, I mean they're, they are very different because I mean exactly she is a force user and yeah. Sabine is yeah. not exactly so. Yeah. yeah, but but I liked how it in that way it was like I I don't fully have a connection to the blade, but I will mm-hmm. like discover that through my like my journey and yes. just her care for like her father and just yes. like, devotion Very and how she cared like. about her father. Oh my god, yes. it hurt like my heart. 
just like how determined she is throughout the episode. Oh, she's quite a determined, and she is an excellent fighter. Exactly, too. that's so it. very. All that is very sweet. I, I have a lot yeah. of reasons why I love this character. People, okay. <laughs> now I was thinking. I was I was kind of giggling throughout because I rewatched them today. Not mm-hmm. all of them, but a lot of them, and I was giggling because a lot of them we see the person learn about their force using abilities. Mm-hmm. As in Kara learning hers mm-hmm. and, and Toby won. Um, and I was wondering if anyone was criticizing the fact that she was able to do so well so quickly. Ooh, Did we have that? Ooh. And Toby won as well. My gosh, people can never get over this. This stupid concept is ridiculous. No, but I was hoping. So this is what I was hoping on the flip side of it was that mm-hmm. this was going to help squash it and I think that that was the part of the intent in in those two episodes was that people could realize you can trigger your abilities it's this is it's like lifting a car like you and I Allie can actually lift a car ourselves (laughs) as humans in in serious cases where like our bodies are put to extremes. Mm-hmm. So that that's actually what I view it as. And yeah, I, I'm and confused why people have such a hard time with it. And I, that's kind of what I was thinking the intent was. And I think that's why I thought of that thing with Sabine so uh-huh. soon. Because even though Sabine's not technically a force user, yeah. it still goes back to that whole yeah. concept of learning abilities and, and connecting on a level, even though you don't connect the same way that like someone per Ezra would say. And like Keenan says that. She's like, he's yeah. like Sabine on two levels Sabine isn't like naturally force sensitive and also she's just learns differently than Ezra she's different from Ezra like like just the way that that emphasizes with that line like you are connecting with the blade you are reaching that level where you are starting to like learn and connect and grow but she did start from that place where her connection wasn't really like fully there like she she was interested and she wanted to like pursue that but she she hadn't reached that point yet and so like like you were saying yeah it definitely goes back to that like yeah everyone's not gonna be like everyone can like like you you can be a fast learner yes you can like really connect once like once you've gained a certain level of connection that can really help propel you forward but and it's important to remember that with all of those characters you named, they didn't just automatically be like the most badass like things ever. Yeah, like, they still like, messed right, up. Right, they were still able- struggling a little yeah. bit. Like she wasn't just yeah. like slashing him completely. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't doing backflips and like and it makes like extra special they were be lived everyone <laughs> did you, wait no no wait wait actually i need to pull it up did you see the tweet today i want to send this to you right now so you can see this while we're recording oh no there i saw the tweet today and i like freaking died because i was just like it's thank you because i was so surprised that star wars actually called it out and it made me so happy oh my god because like not luke freaking learn pretty fast too people people can learn fast it's not just right like come on exactly (laughs) when people you know when people are criticizing mandalorian they were like they doesn't have the most training in the world i'm like god people but yet you say that ray is valid it's that whole conversation where it's like you can't just pick and choose who you like who you're going to validate for 
what training defines what level of skill? Like we, we were not there. We don't know how much extra training these people are doing. We don't know how strong their, their force connection is. Like we, we don't have the full perspective. They're fictional characters, people. It goes back to that. So (sighs) I thought that this was an interesting concept Mm-hmm. of a way to bring the Jedi back together after the Empire has wiped them out. Margrave Juro has taken it upon himself to help and making lightsabers through Kara's dad, who mm-hmm. appears to also be a Jedi. Yeah. I thought this was a really cool concept. Again, also something that could continue on as a series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so worried about the Ahsoka series. So now, like, out of my favorite female characters, Star Wars female characters, this is the one I see having, even though it's, like, it's still so up in the air with this, like, are they going to continue these stories? That's the one I see the most defined, because, like, Resistance, I doubt they're going to touch Tora, and then Rebels. I don't know how much Sabine's going to end up getting, because it's the Ahsoka show now, apparently. So, God. We don't even know who Sabine is. Yeah, though it should be Tia, but... That's yeah, fine. it should be. Yeah, I just I love Kara. I love the twist of this episode again, like where it's another one of those. Oh my God, there's a really good reveal, and it it made the, it really heightened the intensity of that scene because I, yes. I liked both I, of those I, characters I, and I want the Jedi there. We don't know if they were called there with their holocrons by mm-hmm. uh, Margrave Juro. We don't know if they're good or bad. I assume that they were good, and then when they when they busted out their lightsabers and they're all, all red, I was like, oh, crikey. Yeah, it's such a good, good twist. I, good I liked, twist. I liked both yeah. of like the, the protagonists there. And I was like, no, don't, don't, none of them die, please. Like, oh, I was, I, okay, so that was a phenomenal twist because I was so not expecting that. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting that one of the, the supposed Jedi, quote unquote, I'm doing quotes. Exactly. She's yeah. Dead, um, yeah. She had questioned Ethan and said, oh, you know, you were being so trusting and all this stuff. So she was laying the groundwork to yes. make it look trusting. Yes. Dang you. You're too yes. smart. So smart. <laughs> that was good. I loved it. And then they turned on, they ignited their lightsabers and almost all of them were red and, <laughs> and only a few were good. Obviously, Margrave Juro and Ethan. And then Kara's was like kind of blurry because color theory or whatever but that's I think that's honestly something that's another reason like I'd want a concept like this to be continued because if yes. you look at concepts like that and you apply yes. that to Star Wars and then you see more like progression with the lightsabers kind of thing because like we already see like some kind of form of that with like the gray Jedi but it, it hasn't been touched on like as much as I see it possibly being touched on with the series with the way that we see that the way Kara's lightsaber works and stuff so I, I mm-hmm. yes uh, uh yes I I love when her lightsaber then finally turns green when she fully attaches to the force connects to it and then she's a jedi and and margrave juro asks her to join as the ninth jedi to help save the jedi order and her dad it's left so open-ended give me more (laughs) it was so cool oh we got another purple we got another purple lightsaber because the guy got confused he's like am i good I'm a bad. I got so like wrapped up in the melee of badness. I went bad. That yeah. was interesting. That's an interesting concept right there. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. Like those ideas of color theory, yes. of perspective, of like, like just. If, yes. Yes. If yes. I'm in a group of really bad people, I'm going to be bad. That's interesting. Yes. Yes. 
Let's go there. Let's go there. Exactly. Let's go there. I want to see that taken further. Mm -hmm. There's so, I mean, you could, uh, gosh, just (laughs) that concept alone, you could just piggyback off of so many stories with the influence of a Sith on a Jedi. I mean, is it that extreme? Uh, Yeah. There's a lot of questions you have. There's a lot of questions. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And I agree. I agree with everyone that, that said they would like a spinoff of this or a continuation Please. to the story, Please. not a spinoff. I don't want to say spinoff because <laughs> I don't want it to be something different. Yeah. yeah. I want it to be this. Continue. And that's what I want. Like, like, like talking about those interesting concepts, if it was continued, yes. I wanted to maintain that those interesting concepts and like yes. continue to play with them and not feel the need to pull back, especially if it is like pulled into canon in some way, shape or form. I don't want that to uh, all of a sudden completely redefine it. I hope it's not like a testing ground for concepts. Yeah. Like then do we it, Star Wars like that do or do not. There is no try. That's what I would worry me too. It's like, you don't need to just make something to test like like you're saying test concepts like it's similar it's similar to how you bring boba fett back in mandalorian and then you have the book of boba fett like something like that where you have you feel like you have to present it and test the waters before you do it just do it just do it yeah just give it like you guys need to have more confidence in yourselves and just be like we got this and like so weird don't stress on us (laughs) I'm okay with that. Like, make the story interesting. Exactly. It goes back to the story. Like, because I wanted Ventress. Exactly. It goes back to the story. Like, I don't just want to see Sabine again because just because I love Sabine, but because her story was left open ended. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. (sighs) Yes. So, anyway, is there anything else that you wanted to add to the Ninth Jedi that you loved or would like to see more of? I, I'd be interested to see if they did continue the story. Cause like, that's what I, the, the one thing I'm like, I have two like things actually one, if they do continue it, I kind of want them to keep it in this like more non-canon obscure thing. Just cause I feel like if they try to canonize it, it's going to m- put it in such a box again. Cause I just don't see star Wars breaking out of that. And also just because of where the story is, some could argue it's a contradiction to what the sequel and this is why people were saying like this is what the sequel trilogy should have been like some people could argue oh it's a contradiction to the sequel trilogy so it can't be canon like but it's a large galaxy again god i've just put that out there but at the same time despite it being a large galaxy i just i'm i'm worried that's kind of how i looked at it as is that i'm worried that like large galaxy i'm worried that like if they the only reason I'd say just keep it in this obscure place is just because I feel like anything pulled in the canon now will be put in that box where it has to fit like fit that that pre-established kind of thing where they can't take like like it's with the backlash of TLJ like where they feel like they can't take the risks or they're gonna it, it's hard to say that because like there's some stuff with Tross like light speed skipping where I'm like okay they they, they did do some wacky stuff and even though they knew the d- dude res could critique it but, but at the same time I'm also like they also have been pulling back on their risk taking so yeah I I, I want to see more but I'd also if we see more if we see more I like, solved the entire problem <laughs> yeah if I if we see more I'd like to keep it in a free to like a free story space and then the other thing is I'd be interested to see um, how much they'd play on like this because they they bring up like the 
like the presence of like Sith in this and they bring up like the need to read old Jedi and it's it's more interesting how it unlike going back to what we said earlier and like the mess that was like the first order and the final order um it's a lot more like straightforward where you have these two like (laughs) factions and yes yes thank you yes exactly this is how my brain works actually so i i i just be interested (laughs) to see them play with those concepts of sith and jedi and i want them to honestly just focus on that because like they 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 thought they were doing that a little bit with like Kylo, but then they just like went so off course. I don't even know where they ended up. <laughs> I honestly think that for the next trilogy, they need to have one person with a cohesive <sighs> idea exactly. from beginning to end. I don't, I don't care who it is, just one person. And that person, before they produce anything, mm-hmm. writes all three. Yeah, because they it. haven't, because th- like the thing is they haven't proven outside of High Republic, they haven't proven that they can have multiple creatives on one project and create yeah. a s- straightforward, I'd argue High Republic is their strongest s- situation of that so far, but even in those books, there's still some cases where characters feel a bit off in some of the books compared to others, mm-hmm. but it, it's still, it's maintaining a straightforward story, but I'd argue that like something like like Marvel has done better at that than Star Wars has in the past. So mm-hmm. I, I I just say that like, yeah, Star Wars, like, like I'd say if you were going to have multiple creatives involved, have it be something like this, like have it be something where a bunch of creatives come together to create a bunch of different stories that can fit into this, like one big event for Star Wars fans. Or if you're going to have multiple creatives on projects, like you were saying, have those creatives consult to create one like cohesive story where, yeah, maybe they can direct the different films in their like interpretations, but they know what path they're following. Yes, there is one. Everyone has one shared endpoint. Exactly. Exactly. All the creatives understand what the endpoint is. Yeah, because we've we've seen like in these and in um, some stuff with Marvel that you can have a concise story, but you can still have wacky stuff along the way. Yes. <laughs> like you can be bold and take risks within a set story. So that's what, really what we saw with Loki. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's what it. That's what it felt like to me. And and I think that Star Wars can achieve it. Right. So on to Toby <laughs> One. Toby One. Yes. So sweet. So this sweet. is like a sweet baby <laughs> episode. And I love, love that. I honestly was thinking, I'm like, this is going to be kind of lame. <laughs> oh my God, Maria, no. No, I did. I was like, I, when it started out, I was like, oh, uh-oh. But then I, I I just, I was like, okay, this is what those guys were, those people do that are, oh, I'm not going to get into the kid stuff. So we put the small up. <laughs> And so I was doing that for a second and I'm like, wait a yeah. second, this is too cute. And then I was like, oh my God, it's so sweet. And it was so sweet. I and Toby and, and his professor, it, uh, Mataka. And also just the concepts of this episode, like going back to that whole discussion around Lothal. Yeah. This episode focuses on like the healing of a planet. Yes. And that's another thing that you could show. <laughs> I'm just going to show more in Rebels. I mean, you saw it. You saw the healing of the planet, yes. but it was like just one. Oh, it's healed now. Yeah. Um, so like, it could like, have been I- nice to have verbalization from Ezra. <laughs> 
Or Sabine because we didn't have Ezra at that point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Or or just see like a little bit of Sabine like helping, like just because like you see her go off on her like speeder bike to the to the memorial thing. Maybe you see a bit more of her interacting with the citizens or something and like working Mm -hmm. to like make things better or something. Anyway, focusing on this episode, (laughs) I I liked that it was like like their job was like the focusing on the healing of a planet too because that's just so nice because like it wasn't just like we see a lot of healing of relationships in like Star Wars so I like seeing like a healing of like an actual like nature like of a world of a place because it also goes back to Mandalore and how Mandalore was completely obliterated by the Mandalorian Wars and the Empire like it's it's dead it is so broken I kind of think of like Rey and her healing power and I would have liked to see the Jedi be able to like heal the earth too, mm-hmm. like through their power and not this is just what I was gonna get animals. to. Yeah. Like so this I is want what... to see hands, like mm-hmm. Jedi with force hands out physically healing the planets. This is actually what I was about to say. Because of what happened to Mandalore, like obviously they couldn't do this, but one thing they could play on, um, if they want to continue to include um Grogu and other Jedi characters, you could play on that like healing aspect and what exactly. can, what can yes. Tim bring to heal and what can Grogu bring to, he- yes. to heal Mandalore. I love it. You see it through Professor Mataka's attempts to heal the planet because in my in my mind, I'm filling in the blanks. The planet was stripped yeah. of, of its resources and yeah. he's trying to heal it as the kindness and goodness of being the Jedi that he is, that he hides from his created droid son, Toby One. Yeah, yeah. Very, you know, Geppetto, Pinocchio. I love the twist on that. Mm-hmm. Though I hate, I hate the actual Pinocchio story. It gives me nightmare. <gasps> I won't oh. watch it. I'm like scary. Don't, I won't go on the ride. Dude, like, that Disneyland run is scary. I hate it. I can't go on that run. I can't. I can't. I remember watching me. Pinocchio as a child and being like, mom, do you want me to be stolen or something? Dear gosh. <laughs> oh, that's like the one Disneyland ride when I go to Disneyland where I'm like, nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No. Nope. Not happening. I think I think <laughs> I took happening. my daughter on it and she was like hysterical. I think I had to like put something. Literally, bro. I was like, last time I went there and went on it, I think I was like 17 and I was still terrified. Like, yeah. no, thank you. So thank you, Star Wars, for making this a much better version. <laughs> now this is the only Pinocchio Geppetto version I will go to. <laughs> the yeah. other one's gone. It's yeah. gone. And it's this gone. is now taking its place. <laughs> I liked how we saw like that whole concept of hiding something from someone for the greater good but then that yes. actually backfires <laughs> like yeah. that ultimately backfires like that's hard because like it kind of goes back to the whole questioning of like a lot of these uh, later episodes I had so yeah. many like connections I was making to resistance where in like this way it's kind of similar to how Kaz thinks he's hi- like Kaz and Yeager think they're hiding those secrets yeah. for the greater good of Tam but then we ultimately see how that backfires because Tam feeling lied to makes rush obviously in this case it wasn't because he felt lied to he just didn't know the consequences yeah. of doing this well but I, it's I still- don't think well what i was going to say is i don't think mataka knew that mm-hmm. toby one exactly about that like yeah. because toby one had never said i had these dreams till like mataka was trying to dissuade him from the jedi way mm-hmm. till he said, I have all these dreams all the time of mm-hmm. me becoming a Jedi. And then when he says that, Matak is like, okay, then you have to become a Jedi because he realizes it's not just 
an infatuation and just a random dream that like, oh, it's exciting to be a Jedi. This is an actual thing that, that Toby one is truly experiencing. So then he's like, okay, I will tell you this. And yeah, he hid that from him, Mm -hmm. but he had to, because Mm -hmm. he had to protect the planet and himself and Toby one and all of their, his other babies that he had created. It's just like, <laughs> like characters like this. I talk about this all the time. Characters like this, it gets to me like characters like Tan and Cassandra and Toby. And it's just like those characters where they have those relationships with people where the people are trying to hide something for the greater good of like them and their, like their place and like everything. Like they're, they're just trying to maintain things and in Cass's case specifically she also doesn't vocalize um the way she's feeling and like that doesn't get across to Rapunzel how like how she needs to interpret the situation and work through things with her and so it it goes back to that again of like once those dreams are vocalized it becomes a lot more of a reality where he's willing to work through it with him but like there's still things hidden that puts risk to the situation and 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 with all those stories there's always some kind of risk even if you reveal something there's always going to be another risk to the situation because like that's one of the going back to like the cute elements in this episode that's like one of the most devastating parts about this thing because you you know you can you can kind of tell there's like something more there that you're not being like informed on fully and you're like oh god this is gonna backfire or at least I was like that way where I was like oh god this is not gonna end in a good direction along the way like there was devastation because of what was kept and that's just that's the sad thing is it's not always gonna work out like that that's the only thing is that no matter what Mataka had to keep that hidden because if he didn't then the empire would have found him sooner and it was an accident unfortunately that Toby won turned on the shift that that got there exactly attention. yeah and that's what i was saying like it's an accident he didn't intentionally was like oh this, he's yes. being shady so i'm gonna go touch the ship it's like yeah exactly so. he had no idea what he was doing he was just playing and having fun yeah. and the, but the the best part was that mataka didn't get mad at him exactly when it happened he yeah. didn't lash out at him he was just like okay we're gonna deal with this and he did everything in his power to protect toby one and he gave his life for him yeah, and going back to those other characters I brought up, it's that same way where it's like all these instances, the characters are able to apologize and do their best to help the other person. And sometimes that works out and sometimes that yes. doesn't. Like sometimes yeah. things go good, sometimes things go bad. But and like Mataka, they- Mataka was like willing to risk his mm-hmm. life and, and had no qualms about it. Exactly. And the the other the other part I did really like about this episode was when Toby was fighting the Sith that comes after him. And he has a moment of world between worlds. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. That was amazing. I love that. And that he was able to step out of it and you kind of get that moment too. This is why I like anime so much (laughs) in, in the duel where Kare and Am are fighting. And then they have this moment of like transcendency where they step out of their bodies and they have a conversation with each other. And this is the same thing. The duel's going on, but it's paused. The fight in the, in the twins was going on, but it got paused so they could have this conversation. This got paused so that Toby Wan could access his true connection to the force. Communication. We love how we communicate. And and they were able to communicate. And Mataka was like, okay, you have this. You, once you have reached here and you've accepted this, then you are a Jedi. And he Mm. bestows the Jedi power on him. And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it goes back to what we were talking about, the ninth Jedi, where it's still, like, stepping up 
to the plate and doing your best and trying your hardest and like yes. having that heart to continue to fight forward. And if you have that like heart and that determination, yeah, yes. that, that's what's important in the end. Yes. So yeah. And did he, was he like, did he best this, this Lord right off the bat? No, he no lost an arm. Yeah. No, we exactly. won, lost an arm and continued to fight. And yes. I liked it when, when, um, his little droid attached to him <laughs> and he like, they combined. This is so anime. Again, that's awesome. <laughs> this one is another one I think that could continue. Yes. All of these could in some form. Yeah. yeah. Even, even the next one, the elder. Yes. Yes. Even the next one. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of people have brought up how this one has like the most familiarity because you have yes. like a master Padawan, like adventure kind of thing uh mission or whatever you want to define it as but I I liked how it still was it's still very mysterious and like you don't quite know what's gonna happen and oh my god I just can't okay the elder he (laughs) I can't watch horror movies but my supplement is the supplement is I watched like those horror story like story time not story time like animated horror story videos on youtube Mm -hmm. and this guy he's like so much like all those characters on those youtube videos so like he scared me on an extra level because i'd seen some like pretty creepy stuff on youtube where i was like well this is terrifying i hate yeah him and the and some moments of the the sith leader and the duel Both of them are have very scary faces, and anime can really whoa. One Punch Man. There is some really scary. Okay, that's another one I didn't mention earlier that I love as well. <laughs> another one that can have really scary moments in it, or like Demon Slayer. That's wow, that one. <laughs> yeah, anime can get real scary, everyone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is this is a very I think it's a very concise story and I liked that we did see this as something as a theme throughout these episodes that cockiness is something that's going to be your downfall and we see it in both sides really in this episode because we see it in the Padawan and we also in Dan and we mm-hmm. also see it in the Elder because they both were cocky and they both failed I love it. That was, I, that was like the theme of this people stop being so cocky <laughs> yeah I I said how I wrote in my notes how Dan is really a combination of Anakin Kaz and Ahsoka because <laughs> I, you know what what is that what is that episode with Kit Fisto and his Padawan going into Grievous's temple <gasps> and him That's oh my god yes who I think of yes. I that that I can't think of what his name is right now and it's going to irk me so bad oh my but god Kit Fisto's Padawan yeah this yeah. is I know you're talking about yes. it is Kit Fisto's Padawan this this yeah. is Kit Fisto's Padawan Anakin Kaz and Ahsoka because like it, he he craves adventure he takes what adventure he has for granted he has some cockiness he has this belief that like everything can be handled by himself he doesn't need mm-hmm. his master by his side he has that perspective in the end where he's able to work through the situation so like some level of Kaz where he learns to like adapt and oh Nadar Beb Nadar, that Nadar, Nadar. I, I don't know yeah. why. Like I always remember. Like I, I not always up because I didn't right now. But <laughs> for whatever reason, I, I remember his name, and I think it's just because I love the way Kit Fisto says it. <laughs> Nadar, Nadar. <laughs> Especially, like, I, I love Kit Fisto's voice. 
it's weird because like I, I don't want to spoil Clone Wars for anyone who hasn't seen Clone Wars, even though everyone's Oh my gosh, Wars, I'm sorry. The way he yells his name in that moment, I had I had like the echo of the yell in my voice, but, my head, but I couldn't think of the name. I was like, God, what name because is he yell? Because he does say his name so many times in that episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's totally trying to calm yeah. Nadar down. So, because Nadar's like, are you going to take on Grievous? I'm I can do anything. Yes. And, and so does Dan. Dan's like, I got this. This, you know, I, I'm not scared of this. I can handle it. And Something. and he comes up to the elder and is like, I got this. And the elder's like, no, you really don't. No, no you really don't. Yes. And he really doesn't. <laughs> but I thought he was dead. You actually thought he was fully dead? Oh. I thought Dan was off because of Nadar. <laughs> I, I, there was like one moment where they looked at each other and I'm like, okay, he's going to live in some form. I just like, there was like one moment in that like sequence where I was like, okay. Like at first I definitely thought like, oh yeah, he's dead. And then like, yeah, yeah. there was like one moment between them before he's like fighting with him. And he's like, oh yeah, okay. He's probably living then. Um, but, and I'm kind of glad that he did. Cause like, it's finally learning from those lessons. It's just like how Ben dies. Like we don't get to see yes. how Reed Ben Solo is like getting to No, see and that's why I'm glad after. he didn't die because I want, <laughs> yes, exactly. I want him to learn from the lesson. Thank you. Yes. 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 His master having that intense power and like the way at ha- the humbleness mm-hmm. of the master saying, I am powerful now, but my power will fade yes. and you will become powerful. And, and this is the way of life. This is the way of the world. This is the way of the force. Mm-hmm. And I am okay with this. Yeah. Yeah. Power is impermanent. It, it, it's nice to get acknowledgement of that. Cause like mm-hmm. we've had some like with, I can't see another Clone Wars character. I can't remember the name of there's like the Ahsoka meets that one, like older Jedi Oh God, I don't remember. Like we've seen like some forms of like older Jedi and older oh, characters. The one where she has to go slow and she's irked that she has yeah. to follow yeah. him around because she lost her lightsaber. Yeah. And it's it kind of reminds me of like Dan. That's yes. why uh, one of the many reasons Ahsoka, because she's impulsive, she's like chaotic, she's craves adventure. Like she's she's really that character too. Where it's like yeah we've seen some like reference of like people getting older and having to do things differently but like I like how directly it's stated it's like I'm getting older I'm not always going to be here like I'm getting I'm growing weaker like like it's like fully full force acknowledgement like and and that's another reason why in learning the lesson it's important because not only are you learning that oh this action was bad like oh yeah I'm gonna get weaker someday so you need to continue to work and focus and not be as impulsive because in the end I'm not gonna always be there like to protect or to like accomplish things if you're like struggling so Mm -hmm. balancing craving action and impulsivity with thinking things through very important thing that a lot of characters in Star Wars learn especially all the younger ones like and what he says at the very end what the master says at the very end he says do not forget your training and your kindness yes yes, and your kindness Kindness. Uh the fact that he said that you don't ever hear that in anything else to be kind and that's something that's a lot very of, striking. A lot of these characters who struggle in Star Wars, that's something they need to hear. Like it just yes. blatantly said that. Like that, like don't forget, it's not just about your training. Like I think 
something like even Anakin in a way could have benefited from your yes. not only about your training and about your path and about your like your purpose in quotes because chosen one you know but it's not only about that but it's also about your kindness like it's about giving back to the galaxy and like th- thinking things through and it's it kind of goes back again to the high republic um with those jedi and how they interpret having to take lives and how it's a reminder in that way it's like yeah we have to take lives mm-hmm. sometimes like sometimes there's just those people who we can't reach out to and they'll have the worst of intentions but at the same time we have to remember our values our kindness our we can't get lost because like if you forget that too much you get lost you fall to the dark side you get become too too consumed by the need to overcome your opponent and and too like wrapped up in like your opponent's intentions and like the what comes with that (laughs) and that really leads well into the next episode lop and ocho because That's exactly what happens to Ocho. Yes. That is exactly what happens to her. She loses sight of her family mm-hmm. and focuses on what she thinks is right. And mm-hmm. that's getting into the empire and not helping her community and her planet, which is what her dad wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I, I like this episode so much because we have a found family where mm-hmm. they're trying to help lop who's a, a bunny girl <laughs> it's, it's so cute i mean god she's so gorgeous. Cute. i so love her cute. like i think she's pretty and anyone yes. says anything different she's pretty okay <laughs> I, I it is so sad seeing her collared as a little little girl bunny and mm-hmm. for ocho to reach out to her but then later on to turn on her sister so quickly and it's because they didn't really form that bond as a family and the dad even though he welcomes lop in he didn't fully welcome her in and Mm -hmm. ocho saw that and the fact that the dad acknowledged that and apologizes to lop for Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. that like this is so triggering for me because I, I, and I don't talk about, I don't talk about this ever, (laughs) but my, I have a sister and I don't talk to my sister and I won't talk to my sister ever. And, and I, I'm not debating this with anyone though. People love to debate me on this, (laughs) which is very weird. There's, there's a lot of water under this bridge. And so seeing this episode was very, this, this struck a very deep chord in me and something I don't discuss. And having a sister look at you in a very awful way. And I I understand this and it's hard, but I like seeing this story because it's something I relate to so much. However, I've made peace with that. And it, it, it warms me to see Lop wanting to try for her family and everything. However, I, I'm at another extreme of like, I'm done. <laughs> mm. But I, I'm appreciative that we see this story because again, this is dialogue that people need to have. I want to say though, that in a lot of these stories in the twins and in this one, we see people fighting for their family, but I want to be the devil's advocate right now and say that we, we don't always need to fight for our family. Some people are so awful that you need to let them go. And that is okay. Everyone, you can let them go. If you have tried repeatedly and you don't see a light at the end of that tunnel and you can say to them, 
when you are ready, I am here. And that is okay. You don't have to constantly fight because people are going to change on their own time. But I love that Lop wants to try, mm-hmm. you know, she hasn't gotten to where I am in life, you know, where you've tried repeatedly for decades, you know, with someone she's at the beginning of that journey. Yeah. And and you should try that. I'm not saying don't try yeah. for someone in your family. She's starting that journey. And, and I'd argue for this, it's, it's definitely strong because of the fact that she was taken and where is something with the twins? I think that's definitely, yes. that could some, be something argued much stronger because he shouldn't have to feel an obligation just because they were both like created in that way yes. where it's like, like the, the, there's less of a, of a, like a drive behind, like, I don't see as clear of a drive behind that as I do here, where it's mm-hmm. like, she does have that emotional, like gratefulness and attachment in that way. Where it's like with him, I just, he's like, he has a good heart, but there's less of that drive there. I'm like, yeah, it's a little bit more like if she's just not going to see your side, you might need to let her go at some point. You can't live your entire life. Like if, if you want to like, sure. But if that's the journey you choose to go on, like, yeah. But like Maria was saying that there comes a point where you have to be willing to break away from that journey if it's what's best for you. And I had to learn this. This is actually a lesson I had to recently, I had to learn a few years ago too, letting people go. And that's something that Star Wars says they emphasize. But as you were saying, Maria, no matter how much we talk about letting go in Star Wars, a lot of the times it's letting go people who have passed on or who have gone beyond our lives in a way that we just can't reach them anymore. And Star Wars, I definitely say, and I, I, I think in some form with crosshair, we've seen that, but like, it, it, I want to see like, like you were saying something where it's like even more concrete that way. I yes. definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and to let everyone know it's okay to let that go. Mm-hmm. And, but we might see that, that further in the bad batch. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm exactly. saying. Exactly. That's- yeah. Okay. And also this episode, I, going back to the beginning, I'd say when I brought up subversion of expectations at the beginning of this, I'd say this was definitely the biggest episode I was referencing in that because mm-hmm. the episode kind of sets it up where it's like, oh, the father's not like the welcoming one who's like less open to helping and is less welcoming. And you have Ojo who's like super excited, super welcoming. And then it like flips it on his head where you get mm-hmm. this flash forward and all of a sudden, like she's the one who's like far gone, seeing like, and this is the resistance connection I made was like she's reasoning with like the way that the empire can help in terms yes, of like, a lot of ways with like the first order and helping the Colossus. Yeah. Um. So I really saw that as a parallel, and I also for this particular story, like it was heartbreaking in that way because like you do get that setup where it's subverts your expectations emotionally, where it's like, oh my God, like she's so, they're so cute together. They're going to be a family. Like she even seems so determined to form this family. And then you have that like slap in the face where it's like, oh my gosh, the empire, like the way that she sees the perspective of the empire, like Mm -hmm. it it, it makes it so it's not going the way that you would hope it would. And and like going back to our whole conversation, we just had like some people like Crosshair and like Ocho, they just might not see beyond that. And Mm -hmm. And it, the important part is that family like stepping back if they need to, like, we don't know where the bad batch or where this story will go in the future, but like, it's important to keep that mind in the future of both of those stories about that p- potential possibility. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Akakiri. Yes. Yes. Okay. Lots of <clears throat> Onadala vibes. 
What I'm sorry, what's that? Lots of Anna Dolla Anakin Padme vibes. Oh this my gosh. This this one, I was like, I was expecting. So this is like more of what I was expecting <laughs> with, with visions. Yeah. Was that we were gonna get something like this? I thought we were gonna get more actually of episodes like this, mm-hmm. where I it ends quite sad. <laughs> yeah. And and he basically sacrifices himself but he also set himself up for it yeah because he was warned to not go so many times but he, <laughs> he fell into the vision yeah yeah and in like you were saying it's definitely the most like sad oh, this, like, one just, this one's hard goes fully because- there it goes fully down that path of like yes Oh, just uh. he, he fulfilled his own destiny and hers in such a bad way. Star Wars is tragedy. Oh, that, yeah, this is that. That's actually that's the pure definition of this episode is exactly. tragedy. tragedy. It's tragedy. Yeah. The whole thing. He goes to go save her, but mm-hmm. ends up enslaving himself to the Sith. Exactly, and becoming bad. She exactly. would never have wanted that. Exactly. Like, and that goes back to the whole idea of like letting go and stuff, where it's like, oh. and it, that's why we compared it to like Anakin and Padme, where you get like so caught yes. up in the desperation oh, so of saving Anakin the person that you get so caught up in the desperation of saving the person that you just, you can't see beyond, like you can't see the actual consequence of the path you're taking and you can't see how that person would react to it. Cause like Padme yes didn't want Anakin to like turn to the dark side even yes. if it did like save her she would she would rather take the risk of her life yes than have see him go down that path yes oh god oh and then he work. ends up the the worst part is he ends up killing her and that was the vision that he had was of himself killing her over and over Mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. my word just even saying that is like that's oh. just like extreme because like with like Anakin at least it's only just her dying it's not like yes. her killing her. like he he didn't directly slash <laughs> Padme it was it was a more indirect I don't know people can debate me on that I <laughs> I, I I don't know how I feel about that one. I mean, I do feel like Anakin killed her, but it was more, it yeah. wasn't direct. Yeah, it wasn't direct. He did. Yeah. I'm not saying, or Vader, uh, whatever. Anakin, Vader, whatever he is at that point in time. But like you said, like not directly, like yes. it just happens it that indirect. way sometimes where it's like indirect and kind of similar in this way, like the emotional impact of the indirectness where like, sure, he probably didn't like intend for her to like have to see him go down that path, but like yes. he he was too caught up in having to save her and thinking that was the best option for what he wanted and for what he thought she wanted that he chose that path, which is so sad. So sad. And, yeah. and now he's forced into a life with the Sith and who knows if her people will be free. She just mm-hmm. got her life. That's all that, that came of that. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully we will get some more vision <laughs> episodes in the future or yes. continuations, continuations. Yes. not spinoffs, but continuations. <laughs> yeah. Like spinoffs, it goes back to the whole idea of what's canon, what's not yeah. canon. What are we going to change? Like, no, no I just no. want, I just want continuations. continuations of yeah. These. Keep, keep the same like thematic and yes. story elements Arch. and like lightsaber stuff, <laughs> lightsaber yes. stuff, like all that kinds of, all those kinds of elements. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Visions. I'll just say in conclusions, this was just so much fun. And it was yeah. just so, it was bold. Like that was the one thing I emphasized. It was bold, risk-taking, fun, creative. Star, creative Star Wars storytelling. And also just like, like we talked about with some of the lighthearted stuff, like getting some of the lighthearted stuff. Cause like with yes. High Republic, with High Republic, it's different, but it is so depressing. Holy cow, the High Republic is depressing me. I, I needed a break from being angst and I wanted like different Star Wars that wasn't going to make me cry 24. Well, this made me cry but yeah. you know, you know what but it was, I mean. it's different like that that's one thing that I really enjoy about anime is that that you don't think it's going to hit you on these levels but it really does exactly exactly like it is surprising on on which way it it hits you like like I was watching the seven deadly sins the other day and I was hysterical because one of the characters they acknowledged that his soul was so pure and I was not expecting that oh and God. I was like yeah, and I think that's why when I said in the beginning of the episode how this like exceeded my expectations, I think that's the biggest core of why it yes. exceeded my expectations. Because like I expected great Star Wars storytelling, I expect, expected a unique Star Wars storytelling, but I did not expect it to impact me on all of the levels that it did. And I really I applaud all of the creatives for that. And that, I hope we see more of this kind of stuff in the future because it was out of the box thinking, it was creative, dynamic, visually appealing. The music went so well and was integrated perfectly to the story. And then, of course, there was a lot of cultural elements yes. Um, yes. that were included that I appreciated that inclusion. So yeah, we, we, if we had like four hours, we could talk so much about that kind of stuff, too. Like yes. there's so much that goes into these that we could like talk about in the future. But like this was so fun. I was so excited to talk yes. about this series. I, I could talk hours about this. Yes, yes. <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at Allie underscore M underscore Andrews. And me, Maria, at Mayor of the Galaxy. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Knights of Ren, on Instagram at Knights underscore of Ren. If you'd like to support Maria and I and everything that we do, you can do so via Patreon or Kofi. Both of those links are in the episode description. Thank you all so much for listening, and I hope you come back next time to listen to us talk more Star Wars. Thank you. Bye. Bye.